It's time now for Pickin' and Puttin' with Clay Smith's quantitative anthology of stories behind the songs we know and love to hear and just how they evolve. Plus, a stroke of genius from Dr. Rick Zollinger, a golf nut who will present qualitative narratives from the pages of his own case studies in golf. It's Pickin' and Puttin'. Yes, I hit record. We're rolling. And we're going to do this thing in five, four, three. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Picking and Putting. I'm Clay Smith, along with my great co host, Dr. Rick Zollinger. How you doing, Clay? What's the rig, man? You got to like the hat, man. I mean, this is my. looks like some surgery cap. Yeah, it was. It's a surgery cap because I'm gonna talk a little bit of medical history stuff about some stuff and and you know, it's got, just fun and we're gonna talk about some fun. Yeah, <laughs> we're I gonna talk, pat, we're I gonna talk about some irritating stuff too. I think from your end, but oh, we're gonna yeah, talk well. about some fun because I'm gonna talk about JT. I'm gonna talk about Justin Timberlake. Well, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about JT too. Let me do the shout outs for this. Do week. the shout out. A new segment. First of all, I want to I want to say a shout out to John LaMonica, aka Daryl, like the quarterback for oh, the Oakland man, Raiders. Number three, Oakland Raider. Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. He's the head pro at an Eastern North Carolina club called Ironwood. All you guys out at Ironwood, subscribe and hit the bell, will you? Come on, guys. I wonder. Here's a good one. There's a guy out of out of Europe from Sweden named Joel Soholm. Last oh week on the Euro Tour, he hit the ball on an island. The guy wears knickers. you got to like it. Look at <laughs> the video up. He's got what this guy, he got a boat, and Whoa. he went out to the island. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. And he hit his ball back on the mainland, but he missed his 20-footer for par and made a, oh made a bogey. But it was still cool. you got to go look at the video. So home. And then I want to give shout-outs to all our winners from last week, JT in, in Memphis. Jim Furyk up in Michigan, Richie Wierenski, and Danielle Kang at Inverness. Those were all the professional winners. And lastly, a shout-out to a young man from Eastern North Carolina named Young Thorin, who shot 70 and won the Down East Tournament oh in Newburn. Oh. And he's 13 years old. So Fine playing, young man. Keep it go. up. Yeah, he's on his way. Young, By the oh, way, I I like your outfit. You look like a solid. Uh, it's a tribute to my man. You talked about JT in Memphis, which is kind of ironic because the real JT is Justin Timberlake, there born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Great, great, great parents. Great parents. You know what? He's the son of a Baptist choir director, if you can imagine that. And so he grew up singing in the church. And with the influences of Memphis, with, you know, the birthplace of uh, really rock and roll and the birthplace of blues. I mean, B.B. King, you name it. I mean, Hill Street. Just, that's right. Justin had so many influences, but uh, he literally started his career um, with, with that country influence. Loved Johnny Cash, loved Willie Nelson. So uh, great influences there. But uh, when he was a kid, maybe 14 years old, <clears throat> he, his mom and dad were uh, driving around uh, Memphis, headed somewhere for some event, and uh, there was an Eagles song playing on the radio, and uh, <clears throat> Justin's in the back seat, and he starts singing, 
And his dad looks at his mom and he says, do you hear that? Our <laughs> son is singing harmony with Glenn Fry. <laughs> he said, dude, you're headed somewhere. And his father knew. His father was musical. I mean, to tell you, the rest is history. Fast forward, he became one of the lead singers in boy band NSYNC. Oh, I love me some NSYNC. Is that the greatest? I mean, those guys yeah. could sing like birds. Yeah, I love <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then, guess what? In, uh, when Justin turned 21, he wrote a song called, entitled Gone. And this song, he had their manager pitch it to Michael Jackson. He wrote it especially for Michael Jackson. Michael turned it down. And so the boys decided, okay, let's do it as in sync. And so they recorded it and it was going to be on their upcoming album. And then lo and behold, this is a couple of months later, Justin picks up the phone and it's Michael Jackson on the phone. <laughs> and Michael said, I've changed my mind about this song gone, but I, I think the way to do it is, uh, you and I need to do a duet on the song. Well, wow. <laughs> just about collapsed. He said, oh God, you know, I mean, we've got it in the can as NSYNC. It's going to be on the next album. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? He hung up and from that day forward, he knew he had a solo career in front of him. And boy, that he has had. And I mean, 37 million albums sold, the kids on fire. All these influences, I mean, he, he's just a conglomeration of rock and roll, country, gospel, funk, blues, hip hop. I mean, he's, he's, he's a real talent. Kid can dance you in the ground too. And then of course, his biggest selling song of all time is the theme for this show. Can't stop the feeling. Can't stop the feeling. Yeah, baby. Hey, you know what? He 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 did. He voiced the lead character in DreamWorks animation musical comedy entitled Trolls, opposite Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Film was released in fall of 2016, and just prior to several months prior to the release of the uh, movie. Uh, the record label released the song and it debuted at number one on the Billboard chart. And it, it was on the charts for like 40 weeks. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Sold millions and millions of records. But he said this was a most unique uh, creative uh, opportunity okay. that he'd had in his entire career because um, Anna Kendrick did the uh, voice for Poppy and uh, he did the uh, he did the voice for Branch, and uh, Poppy was pink and pretty and fun and laughing and engaged with all the other characters. And Branch was he was like very dull looking. He was the outcast. <laughs> he was the one to question everything. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And anyway, this whole this whole movie evolves, and in the end, it brings everybody together, having having fun. And can't stop the feeling is the theme for the final scene. 
and so the characters are singing it. He said, this was just so unique to be able to be put in a situation where you had to shape a musical theme and lyrics for the characters and then see it come to life. See that, and, and that's a feeling. well, and that's a difficult thing to do to to write the lyrics, the music, relate it to the storyline. No question then, about it. And 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 then and they film it all in sequences. Yeah. So you yeah. know, and not everything's in chronological sequence either. Right. So, and so so that would be. I mean, it's like we he had to put himself in that place. That 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 marks a true talent. You know, I mean that that that's just. I don't know, man. That well, he's Justin Timberlake's really he's got it going on all wheels. And I, and he's a he loves golf. You know? Oh you know, he, I he's told famous you. for always he's famous for always saying, I'm more nervous teeing off in front of five hundred people than I am performing for twenty thousand people. <laughs> well, I mean that's crazy. That's like all of us. You know, you go out and why is oh. first first tee jitters? Yeah, and we he, gotta look up. I think he bought a golf course in the Tennessee area somewhere. And I, I think you're right. I think I you're right. Not, and I did not know that he was from Memphis, so that makes total sense now. Oh, def definitely, um, definitely. He's, he's got a, a charity for Tennessee kids. and But he plays in all these celebrity pro-ams. He does so much uh, for charity. I mean, you see him at Pebble Beach. You'll see him at the Dunhill and yeah. at St. Andrews. I mean, this guy's a golf fanatic. <laughs> Can't stop. Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember a famous picture of him walking over uh, Swillican Bridge or whatever. They're on, uh, what, 18? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Can't well, stop you know, the feeling. Well, think Can you it, stop the feeling? feeling? Stopping the feeling is part of the problem because in golf, we all get the yips and we're trying to figure oh, out yikes. how to stop oh, the oh, no, that's contagious. Don't talk about the yips, man. <laughs> and I'm, I want to tell you something. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's got a medical name called focal dystonia. That's more information than you care to know. Seriously. But basically what that oh. means is you've got a certain group of muscles that just don't work together. And they don't know if it's because yeah. of getting older and chemical biochemical things in the brain when you hit 50 or whatever or a lot of it's related to anxiety and it affects all sports it affects golf tennis there's a nba young nba player couldn't shoot the free throw well, it's a psychotic situation yeah it's a, it's a <laughs> nervous thing but here's the one okay it affects dart throwers boy that would scare Whoa. the crap don't be Get me out of the way. <laughs> Don't stand out to the side of them dart throwers, or you're going to have one right upside your head, you know? That's not fun. So what? What, what, what you do, there's yep. lots of solutions. And how do, you, how do you solve these things? I want to hear well, it. You know, in golf, we got all these big grips. Oh, God, the fat grips. The, the super grips. stroke grips that everybody oh uses now. Then you got the long putters, you know, like Oh, left. yeah, the broom. Yeah, arm barring it and all that stuff. <laughs> then you got you got guys using left hand low. Then oh they got, got claw, pencil. I can't you know, keep up. Stuff. See, you can demonstrate it. I can. I mean, whoa, please. Yeah, I know. One hand, one oh. hand. You watch Tiger practice. He does it. If you eliminate your dominant hand, if you're right handed, right, left, left, okay. it gets rid of the yips. Now, why does that work? Interesting. But one of the keys to solving it is. And think of the think of the great people who've had it. I mean, we, we'll go through that. But one of the ways to solve it is to 
change up what muscle groups you use. So one of the solutions they say is to switch from right-handed to left-handed or left-handed to right-handed and you use- Oh, I should do that. Well, you use a different set of muscles. I'm left-handed, but I play right-handed. So I've got a mean forehand left-handed in tennis. And then I on should. the other side, the left-hand, right-hand, I can't remember which one you said, but anyways. So I'm you naturally left-handed, but I play golf right-handed. You've been talking to Phil? I <laughs> <laughs> right here, play. You guys are both screwed up. Hey, look, I have all kind of problems. Let me tell you, fans. Yeah, well, <laughs> well. So what I want you to do is, I want you to go get a bullseye or some putter you can use left-handed, like an old nickel yeah. that's left-handed or Palmer or whatever. I'm gonna and do it and, and try that. I'm gonna try it. What the heck? That's yeah. Awesome. I don't know if I'll try it in front of real people, but I'll try it on my own. But well, the other look at it this way, I'll probably miss as many that way as I do on the other side. Oh, yeah. Well, now with this new technique of not touching the pin, anything within five feet is good anyway. So what the heck? I mean, now we're talking. I don't remember the last time I picked the ball out of the hole. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So That's crazy, though. The yips are contagious, too. I don't well, know what the deal is. It? But here's what you see all the players doing. You, you've watched, like, Jason Day closes his eyes and visualizes and does okay, a whole yeah, truth. True, true. Watch this weekend. Watch Phil before he drives. Not so much putting, before he drives. You know, once he sets up and he kind of gets in, he takes, he takes these breaths. And the deal is the psychological. He's training. exhausted from analyzing the shot with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too much of that with these books. <laughs> That's a whole other show, folks. Analyzing. Okay. Okay. But what I was going to say is the breathing, and then what you do is you have three processes. You use the breathing to kind of, and you focus on breathing, so your brain's Makes clear. Sense. Makes sense. Like, like yoga, calming. And then the other thing is you think of a happy place or visualize your shot. You know, it's going to go to that blade of grass. Okay. And then you have a trigger, and you Perfect. either tap, tap your putter, tap your driver, and then do it. And, and the classic one with putting that I can think of right out of the bat is Davis Love the third because oh, yeah, how he does he looks at his putt then he stands up he takes one practice stroke looks at the hole and then hits it he doesn't routine. He, and he's repeat. routine I mean every time same every thing time. and and I think that makes a lot of sense I think more of us could do that and instead of hovering over, yeah it takes that all the mechanics be, out of it yeah because concentrate on the routine and boom Right. You're thinking, you're working on the process, not the result or the mechanics. And you'll find that if you set up and aim at, you aim at your spot in front of you, Great illustration. you'll putt better. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And it's, 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 it's crazy. The number, think back of the number of people that we've seen on the professional tour. Um, oh, and, Scott Hoke at the Masters. Oh, Scott Hoke and then, and then uh, Sam Sneed. Remember, he, he knelt oh way down God. and grabbed yes. the ball. Oh, yeah. And then he was, he was the first one that tried to beat the system. And True. then we had Baker Finch with the driver. We yeah. had uh, Clay and Rick with the putter at <laughs> in 2001. Yeah, uh, fans, we played in a member guest at Muirfield together, and uh, I think we four-putted from three feet. Perfect. A couple times. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on those greens, those, those greens are lightning. But the, the one I remember as a child, I was the 64 PGA was at Columbus Country Club where I grew up. And, oh, yeah. Uh, 
And the winner was Bobby Nichols. Bobby was, Nichols. And it yep. was really the last time Arnold had a shot at the PGA. I think he oh, came in man. second with Jack. And then the next year, the next year was at his home club, and he and that was Dave Marr who won. Oh my gosh! But uh, to get back to that, Hogan, if you look up the statistics, and I need to yep. go look them up myself because I've yep. always quoted Bobby Nichols hit fifty some greens and won. Oh man. But Hogan hit somewhere near 70 greens and came in Seriously. Like, yeah. So he, he hit the leader in greens in regulation? Yes. And I watched him. I finished fall fifth? I followed him one day as a kid. Oh, my. And he hit 18 greens and shot 74 or five. Oh. Right. On the seventh green, which is a short par three at Columbus yeah. Country Club. Yeah. He had 170 yards, 75. And he hit it three feet from the hole and walked off with five. No way. Oh, I mean, you, you, oh, you but just, he didn't give any interviews that day, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure not. Uh, oh, my God. But boy, he was, he was fun to watch. He was so perfect. It would be, I think, the next generation equivalent in terms of watching a swing that's repetitive and the same as Tom Watson. I feel like Tom Watson's 70 years old and he still could go out and his iron play would be as oh, good man, as that. No doubt about it. T to green, he's as good as he's ever been. As good as he's ever been. Should have won the open, man. That was just. Oh, I watched. I watched the replay of that again. And oh. He that, and he hit that eight iron, and he thought he'd hold it. Gosh. And and he knew. He said he knew when the crack. And I still hate. Stuart that. Sink. He's one of the nicest guys out there, and he had to play the villain role. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like, uh, um, oh, who hold out out of the sand trap to beat Greg? Oh, that that was uh, wasn't that Paul Azinger? No, that's on set. That was on. Oh a no, it was uh, Bob Tway. Bob Tway, yeah, because his son's playing tour at uh, Inverness. Yeah. Yes, I mean you talk about wow. you wow. talk about poor Greg Norman that way. Anyways, I want I I want to lose that feeling that I got with those things. So those can't are stop the feeling. So those are the techniques you got to try. You got a quote of the week. Dude. Can't stop the feeling. I'm going to quote JT, baby. He's well, got it look, going on on all cylinders, and especially like for what we're talking about, he says, "I believe people can move things with their mind." <laughs> how how great is that? Because this is. Everything to do about this from the golf perspective is as it all right here, right there between the ears, baby. Between hey, ears. subscribe, tune in, same time, same channel. We have releases on Sunday. We're doing encore presentations on Friday. Pickingandputting.com. Doctor Z, you guys go hit the bell and subscribe. And all you guys at Ironwood, I'm giving you a shout out. So you go out there and you get on the computer and you sign up. And we're Thank having you, a good friends. time, and we look forward to seeing you all next week, our encore presentation tomorrow on Friday, and our new release on, on Sunday. We'll look forward to seeing you and having you listen and, and join in the fun. And, by the way, contact us at Rick and Clay at, at uh, pickingandputting.com on our website, and we'll be happy to respond to any questions uh, or desires you guys have. Can't stop the feeling. Can't stop the feeling. Can't stop the feeling. We be cooking and we be butt. So long, everybody. Week.